It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Friday, June 2nd, 2017 here on the Patriots Be Podcast. On this episode, we're going to break down the Patriots schedule for next season. We're also going to be going over the growth of a player that we have seen in James White over the past couple of years, including just a little bit more roster talk, all that and more on this episode of the Patriots Be Podcast. This is Larry H. Russell speaking on behalf of the network, thanking you once again for downloading the Patriots Beat Podcast here on CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage for New England professional sports. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for your iPhone or Android for immediate and convenient access to all the content available on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, podcasting network, and clnsradio.com. Now, on to another edition of Patriots Beat. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pages B Podcast. I am your host, Harris Streamstein. Very happy to be back with you guys on this lovely, lovely June day that we have. You're going to find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash CLNS fans. And go find us on Twitter at CLNS Media now. We, we are big time, man. We CLNS Media. That's a, that's a big time stuff for you guys. Very very happy to be back with you guys on the lovely Patriot Beat Podcast. It's been a while. It's been 10 days since y'all have heard my sweet, sweet, beautiful, congested voice. I apologize. My nose is a little bit stuffy, but that will not stop the train that we have started. A little bit shorter of an episode for you guys. Uh, OTA is going on a little bit. People are, uh, are practicing around, but not, not too much craziness going on. I do believe the Patriots have officially signed all of their draft picks, so that's always a thing. You know, sometimes it ends up being news, sometimes it doesn't end up being news, and this time it didn't end up being news. And besides maybe the future of our planet being up in the air, the future of the New England Patriots is most certainly not. And there's one person that I wanted to talk about specifically on the show, like I said in the intro, and that one guy is, is James White. So James White is uh, a part of a, of a long, long long line of receiving running backs that Tom Brady has had going all the way back to Kevin Falk, then from Kevin Falk to Danny Woodhead, then from Danny Woodhead to Shane Vereen, and now Shane Vereen, or excuse me, Shane Vereen to Deion Lewis, and then now it is Deion Lewis to James White. I know they're on the same team for a while, but Deion Lewis kind of took that title away from James White before he became uh, the receiving star he is today. I love James White. I think James White has been one of the Patriots' best draft picks over the past at least half decade. A guy they got in the fourth round. Uh, A guy when he came out of college was – he had the moniker of not really being 
too good at one specific thing. He didn't have extraordinary speed. He wasn't the most agile. He didn't have great hands. He couldn't run between the tackles. He still really can't run between the tackles. I, I say that after he scores both the game when he touched down and a two-point version between the tackles <laughs> at the Super Bowl. But, <clears throat> excuse me, obviously, James White was rewarded for his unbelievable uh, Super Bowl effort. I believe they signed him to a four-year contract of about $20 million, uh, if not a little bit more than that. It, great great contract, one, for James White. Two, great contract for the Patriots. The Patriots have been absolutely, you know, we're all clamoring for them to, you know, re-sign these guys and this and that. They're only one, there's only one person that they didn't sign to an extension that everyone kind of wanted them to, and that was Malcolm Butler, and he's still on the team, <laughs> Can we all just like take a second before we get back to James White? I'll just take a step back. Just just take a big deep breath because the Patriots somehow, through all the madness of this offseason, through all the chaos after the Super Bowl, through everything, they they signed Stephon Gilmore, gave him $41 million guaranteed, and still were stuck. We're somehow able, was somehow able, excuse me, to keep Malcolm Butler. And now they officially have what I think has the potential to be the best one-two cornerback combo in the entire NFL. They brought back Hightower. They they bring back James White on an extension. They've just been doing a good job of signing their guys to extension. I'm not too upset that James White is gone. Um, excuse me, not James White, uh, uh, that uh, 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 Logan Ryan is gone. I think Logan Ryan got the money that he was looking for. Three years, 30, I believe it was, was just, it, it was just not something that the Patriots were ever going to pay him. Like, I think I think he knew that. I think the Patriots knew that. I think the Titans certainly knew that when they signed him. And look, it's a great move for everyone involved. He won, he won two Super Bowls with the Patriots. He defined himself as one of the top tackling corners and one of the best number two corners in the NFL. He went out to free agency. He got paid his money. And boom, now he's just kind of uh, rolling along for, uh, for what <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's not something funny on Twitter. For uh, for for what you know, the actual player that he's going to be, and I I do think he's worth a three year, thirty million dollar contract. I just don't think he was worth a three year, thirty million dollar contract on the New England Patriots. So, a guy that was certainly worth his deal was James White. I think the the deal that they gave to James White was perfect for both sides. It keeps a guy here who. You know, it, it closes the revolving door of receiving backs. I mean, I know they still obviously have Deion Lewis on the roster, but you, you can't. T- I mean, look, I, I you know, I, I call like I see it, and I call it right now. Deion Lewis is on the hot seat. I don't know if Deion Lewis makes his football team right now. I know that's a little a little crazy to say, but, you know, just you look at the rest of the team, and you're like, all right, where do we find spaces for depth? They don't need six running backs. I, you know, I talked about how DJ Foster, uh, his spot is certainly in jeopardy. But, I mean, if you're Deion Lewis, you're looking over your shoulder. Rex Burkhead can do everything he can. Rex Burkhead also stays on the field and doesn't get injured. So if you have a running back core that's James White, Mike Gillisley, Rex Burkhead, James Devlin, and let's say you want to keep a little more special teams on there, you sign Brandon or you keep Brandon Bolden. I guess the only real reason you keep Deion Lewis on this team besides his offensive output is the fact that he's one of the only people on this stupid football team that can return a kick. I mean, he returned a kick for a touchdown excuse me, in the playoffs against the Texans. But, 
They just don't the, – the, 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 you know, with, with how well this team likes to balance things out, I think Deion Lewis, his, his place on this team will probably end up being kick returner. However, at kick returner, you know, you, you, I guess you got Danny Amendola, you got Edelman, but he only does punts. Cyrus Jones can't do anything right now, which is really upsetting. Apparently there's a uh, – around camp, there's talk that Jonathan Jones uh, is actually ahead of – of Cyrus Jones on the depth chart. And, you know, I I don't have a problem with that. I would like to see Cyrus Jones do well. I think Cyrus Jones has the potential to be a really – still to be a, a decent player. Uh, guy went to a high school very near mine. I thought that he was actually going to end up being a total stud in the NFL. But, look, if he's not going to work out, go to the pages for identifying it and picking up an undrafted guy who who's actually going to, you know, produce – and I think the Patriots have done this before. Obviously, they've done this all the time with wide receivers. Their entire wide receiver core is made up of, of just rando people that they've brought in that work with Tom Brady. I mean, no one's a better example of that than Julian Edelman. But at the quarterback spot, I mean, right now you got Stephon Gilmore, Malcolm Butler, you're one and two. And then you got after him, you have Eric Rowe at number three. So it's really a battle for the number four corner spot. And if that has to be an undrafted free agent over your second round pick from last year, I mean... Like it's 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 not great. I you know, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, it's great that an undrafted free agent is taking a spot over a second round pick. Like that's just the 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 science of the draft says that's not what you want. It's great that an undrafted free agent is doing well and is doing good enough that he might replace a second round pick, but it's not good that he's gonna be replacing a second round pick. So we saw that the number five corner slot on this Patriots team is never used. They they don't touch it. It's the reason why Justin Coleman didn't do anything on this team last year. So you have to ask a question. Do they give up on Cyrus Jones this offseason? And it kind of comes down to, you know, what they're looking for. I mean, they kept Justin Coleman all year. They Jordan Richards was somehow on the football team all year. So... The fact that those guys were able to keep their spots on the team kind of tells me that it, it makes sense for them to keep Cyrus Jones on the roster. But the fact that we have to have the question over whether or not Cyrus Jones is to be kept on the roster is kind of bad and probably means that Cyrus Jones doesn't have a massive future with this football team. I ain't even mad. Cyrus Jones is a good player, but if, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. This is a This is not a team uh, that will keep its its guys. I mean, it traded away Dominic Easy after two years simply because I'm, I'm pretty sure Belichick just didn't like the guy. I don't think it was anything about his play. I, I might not even been his attitude. I think he simply just did not like him. So I mean, we know Belichick. When he wants to get rid of someone, Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick will most certainly get rid of someone. So we're going to take a uh, – excuse me. We're not going to take away. We need to get back to James White. So but, <laughs> I digress. But James White, uh, back to him. What I really wanted to say was, you know, I remember, uh, like I said, I remember when they drafted him, we didn't really know what direction they were going to take him. And over his first couple of years uh, on the team, he didn't really have a spot. And then all of a sudden, he just fought for it. He fought for a spot on this team. He carved out a spot on the offense. He's improved so much. He improved so much over the past couple of years. It is difficult to say. Maybe that's from working with Brady. Maybe that's just his work ethic. But his ability to break tackles in the open field, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield is greatly improved. He's finally started to learn how to catch the, the wheel route, which they, he 
constantly uh, used to miss. Uh, he's making guys miss in the middle of the field. He's starting to break tackles. Like he's learning how to become an NFL running back, and it's really great to see. His next challenge is learning how to run through the tackle. But you know they got Mike Gillisley for that, so we'll we will see indeed what happens with James White this season. But congrats to him again for his. Lovely and well-deserved contract extension. But we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to break down the Patriots' schedule for next year and actually discuss if there's a team on that schedule who can beat them. I'm, is there a team that will actually take down the New England Patriots this year? We will discuss all that and more when we come back. It's a new year, which means a fresh start for your business. And a great year starts with making great hires. But posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you just need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017, post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, my listeners can post job on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. So one more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-F-A-N. All right, team. Welcome back to the Pages B Podcast. We're going to break down their 2017 schedule because there's not much else that we can do. There's nothing really going on. You know, they're, 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 you have a a really interesting kind of dynamic going on right now with the rest of the NFL, which I, I love this. It's fear season. It's fear season. This is where everyone looks at everyone else's 90-man roster and goes, all right, Let's actually try to stack ourselves up and start comparing players a little bit. But the problem is, is that they keep getting to this Patriots team and going, oh, oh my God, oh my God, save me. Like, there's just nothing more terrifying than looking at the Patriots' current roster. This team, and I said it about the 20, I said it about the team that won the Super Bowl last year. I said it all year long, you know, listen to me. That team was better than the 2014 team. It was. I just, the 2014 team had more stars. The 2016 team worked better. The 2014 uh, team, however, had a healthy Rob Gronkowski. So that is another story. But on the other side of things, that I believe that the 2014 team as a whole had a much better team. I thought it was more resilient. I thought it was more mentally tough. I thought it was able to do a lot of things without a lot of the gimmicks. I think 2014, while it had a lot of stars, it was kind of it was Brady's year to finally, you know, all this and that in 2014. Oh, here they come! They're finally going to win the Super Bowl. Like they 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 broke that decade long span of not winning the Super Bowl, and I think they need a lot of stars to do it. But there were a lot of gimmicks. That year, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I, I, I've gone back and rewatched that season. So many trick plays in clutch spots, so many random things happening. I mean, that entire Ravens game was a complete sham. I mean, the, I know they won. I'm never going to be one to complain about beating John Harbaugh, but I mean, come on, who who are we who are we kidding? That entire game was a total sham. So then you look at this 2017 team, okay? 
You look at this roster. You, you notice the youth. You notice the star power. You notice the efficiency. You notice the strength. This, it is unbelievable to me that in the year 2017, with all the restrictions that are on salary caps, with all the restrictions on team building, with all the necessity for parity that the NFL has tried to pump into their teams, it is astonishing to me that you could have this kind of roster in 2017. It is unbelievable. They are four players deep at almost every single position. I'm talking the third or fourth guy could probably start on most NFL teams. Like, like, like just go through the roster. The roster is absolutely outstanding. You continually go through this depth chart and you say, oh, you know, if I, if I were to start a team, it'd be really nice to have the Patriots' fourth-string cornerback on my team. I mean, look, like even even a wide receiver, Brandon Cooks, Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan, Danny Amendola, Andrew Hawkins, Malcolm Mitchell. That are six wide receivers that would start on any NFL roster. Any NFL roster, those guys would be on. I think Andrew Hawkins maybe a little bit less, but it, it just – Six wide receivers that belong on an NFL roster. The entire starting offensive line would start for most teams outside of obviously like the Cowboys or a team that has like, you know, a legendary offensive line. They have one of the best tight ends. Their top two tight ends, Gronkowski and Dwayne Allen, are all going to be on any sort of NFL team. You know, I saw that someone had the Patriots quarterback situation ranked as seventh in the NFL, which confused the heck out of me seeing as they have Tom Brady and then Jimmy Gr- I don't know whatever that was that was so weirdly stupid and just they just think this roster is stacked I don't understand how they were able to get so much talent with so with with the amount of restrictions that are on the salary cap today with the amount of young players you have to have to be able to balance out the cap for the older players the amount of extensions they've had to deal out of the past couple of years it doesn't matter it doesn't matter. It's a massive revolving door. And it is astonishing to me that they've been able to keep this all together over the past couple of years. But this this Patriots team, this is the best roster they have going into training camp since 2007. This team as a whole is more well-rounded than the 2007 team would ever even come close to. Because if you remember going into that 2007 team, no one knew who Wes Walker was. No one had any idea that Randy Moss was about to have the season that he was going to have. Tom Brady was playing great over the past couple years. No one had any idea he was about to break the touchdown record. But now here we are. In 2017, they pick up all these guys, these legitimate NFL players, They're coming off of a Super Bowl victory, which already had the best team in the NFL. This is arguably going into training camp, arguably the greatest Patriots team on paper in the history of the franchise. This is better than the 04 team. This team has more talent than the 07 team. This team is more well-rounded than the 2014 team. And it's already been improved on last year's team. They cut all the fat off of last year's team and added muscle. It's incredible. This is like if you were in a a world-winning... Excuse me, it's like you were an award-winning bodybuilder and you added 50 pounds of muscle. 
what? How do you lose? So it just, it's astonishing to me that the Patriots were able to construct a roster like this. So let's go through their schedule. I'm going on and on. I sound like a massive homer right now. But I just, it's astonishing to me how they were able to do this. All right, let's go through their let's go through their their schedule, and we're not going to do a full. Oh, they're going to go blanking and blank to win the games, but it's more about just deciding: is there a team legitimately on this list that could beat them? So here we go. They open with the Chiefs at home, then they go at Saints, home against Texans, home against Panthers, at Bucks, at Jets, home against Falcons, home against Chargers. Uh, bye week, week nine, which is probably the best bye week you can ask for. Perfectly splits the season down the middle. I think they had the same bye week last year. I want to say it was around week nine. Yeah, it was week nine. So they, they, they did have the same. I think I actually said it before the beginning of last season. I think I said the same exact thing that they got the perfect bye week. You, that, you want your bye week to be week eight, week nine, or week 10. That way you can play the first like eight weeks of the season and then you get your bye week and then you play the last eight weeks of the season. So you have a perfectly split down the middle schedule, perfect for rest, efficiency, everything you want to see, everything you'd want out of a bye week. So then they go at Broncos, at Raiders, home against Dolphins, at Bills, at Dolphins, at Steelers, and then home as always against the Bills and the Jets because they always finish with two uh Divisional games. So interesting things to point out right on this roster uh, or on the schedule right away. Two games against the Dolphins in three weeks. Uh, one on Monday Night Football at Miami. Uh, the, oh, let's see. The game that always comes to mind for me whenever they play at Miami and now that they're going to be in uh, on Monday Night Football, I remember the game where, <laughs> where Tom Brady – Threw a 99-yard touchdown pass to Wes Welker. And I remember laughing the entire time because there was nothing funnier than watching Wes Welker run down the field. Nothing's funnier. That man had the smallest legs on any wide receiver I'd ever seen. He looked like he was scuttling to the end zone. Just little legs, little legs, little legs. He was incredible. Like That's one of the reasons he was so good. He just You couldn't catch him because he was just so small and so Shifty, it was insane. But he scored the 99-yard uh, touchdowns, Brady longest touchdown of his career. I believe uh, it still is the longest touchdown of his career. I can't really, you can't exactly have a longer touchdown than 99 yards, uh, especially on offense. But definitely his longest touchdown, one end zone to the other. I, I'll never forget that play. But looking at this schedule, the games that I am scared of, um, I'm scared of at Buccaneers uh, just because um, Thursday night football games are, you know, chaos, complete chaos. Uh, it's week five coming off of a tough game uh, against the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton coming into town. That should be a fun game. But with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, you know, they're going to have a lot of offensive weapons this year. They're going to have Mike Evans. They're going to have Deshaun Jackson. They're going to have O.J. Howard, the new guy that's drafted. They're going to have Cameron Bray. They're going to have a lot of guys on there that are going to be tough to cover. I'm a big believer in Jameis Winston as a football player. Not exactly as a person, but certainly as a football player. I really do think that this Bucks team is going to be pretty good. I actually have them uh, gain the wild card this year because I don't really think they're going to be better than the Falcons. But I think the Bucks could make a run at the division. I think the Bucks will end up as a wild card team. But you know, I, I can't see them. I, I can see them beating the Bucks at home. I think that's a game that could get away from them. They aren't careful. Obviously, home against the Falcons on Sunday Night Football, uh, eight thirty, Week Seven, will be an absolutely massive game. Probably 
one of their biggest games of the season, having a little Super Bowl rematch. Who knows what the Falcons are going to be like this year? They could roll into that game three and four or four and three. We don't know how that offense is going to react to Kyle Shanahan going away. So it would be interesting to see what the Falcons bring into Foxborough. Then, then obviously the rest of the games you're scared about. You're scared about uh, obviously in Denver just because it's in Denver and the New England Patriots have always had an issue winning in Denver, and we'll always have an issue winning in Denver. That's just what the Patriots do. They have problems winning in Denver. Obviously, didn't have a problem last year, but they always scored 16 points. So, you know, take take that as you will. Uh, at Raiders is going to be a really fun game. Um, we're going to see what Derek Carr is going to come back with off of that injury. We're going to see if that Raiders team last year was legitimate or just, just another team. Uh, I think that they've grown a lot. They do not currently have a middle linebacker, and if they do not get that fixed out by the time they walk into Foxborough, we know that Tom Brady is going to pick them apart. So the Raiders better get that middle linebacker position figured out. I'm worried about three divisional games in a row with Dolphins, Bills, Dolphins, including those two out of three games against the Dolphins, simply because I think the uh, the Finns are going to be pretty good this year. I, I, I like their draft. I like the team that they're trying to put together. I'm a big fan of Gase. I, don't, I think he's a pretty good coach. I think, I think once Tannehill went down, we kind of saw that the rest of the roster wasn't actually that good. But I, you know, I think Tannehill made some strides last year. I think Tannehill kind of showed that, you know, all right, is he is he ever going to be a star in this league? Probably not. But can he be a good player when put in a good offense and surrounded by good people? Absolutely he can. So I'm worried about one of those Dolphins games and a little bit worried about the game against the Steelers. The game I think they're most likely to lose is that game in Oakland uh, or at Pittsburgh. However, they, they never lose to Pittsburgh. I love this. They've gone... So many years without the Pittsburgh Steelers being able to beat them simply because they're just, they haven't figured it out. They can't figure it out. They can't figure out what they need to do against uh, Tom Brady. Now this year, all of a sudden, like, oh, we're going to, we're going to play less zone defense. We're going to, well, that'll show Tom Brady. He'll never be able to decipher our man corners. Like, you didn't add anyone to your defense, man. You, you didn't sign a cornerback and they needed it. I don't get it. So I, I look at this schedule and you know, the, the, the questions are starting to be asked the question of, can this Patriots team go undefeated? And Yes, they can. However, I don't think they will. I think that this team is a little bit susceptible to injury. I know I said, I've obviously said that this Patriots team is the deepest team in the NFL, this and that. However, woo, hey, get out of here, Jason Whitlock. I truly believe that this team is going to run into injury problems this year. I don't know why. I just get that feeling. They've played a lot. They've played a lot of football. Over the past four years, they have a lot of veterans on this team. And whether you want to say it or not, between 2014 going to the Super Bowl and winning, 2015 going to the AFC Championship game and losing, and 2016 going to the Super Bowl and losing, that's a lot of football. And I think after a while, these guys' bodies start to deteriorate. Playing those, they've played in, in, an entire extra half season. Over the past three years, they've played an entire half season of football in three years, adding on to three full seasons of football. So when you start seeing stuff like that, you you, you wonder, all right, 
will they be able to hold up over time? And I'm a little bit concerned that this team will run into injury problems this year. But obviously you can't say, oh, I know they're going to get injured. Or, get out of here, Jason Whitlock. Sorry, weird link on my computer that keeps turning on. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, I know I was talking about the undefeated stuff. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. Then we're going to sign out and I'll let you guys know what the next couple of weeks will look like. So we'll be right back. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. I know that me personally, when I was living in a college dorm, I used Blue Apron in order to get my fresh ingredients so that me and my roommate Jack could cook up some nice meals, maybe some fresh steaks, maybe some good chili, some quality stuff. And it's also a very fun holiday gift, so maybe for a nice Valentine's Day gift or a nice birthday gift coming up, I would give it to, I wouldn't give it to a girlfriend, obviously Blue Apron would be a little rough, but give it to a family member, maybe they can get some high quality ingredients in their life. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals, so they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers, whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash patriots. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash patriots. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. All right, team, I unfortunately lied. I actually have to go, so that's going to do it for this week's Page Review Podcast. Please remember to give us a rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher. You can find me on Twitter at Sportsteen. You can find us on Twitter as well at Patriots underscore Beat, and you can find the rest of everything at, un, at, excuse me, at CLNS Media. We will see you guys on Monday. Have a good one.